All right, our uh, focus here uh, today is uh, our entry point is going to be some uh, mysterious phrases that are found in a number of uh, a number of these uh, fragments that were discovered. And the amazing thing is that uh, the, the names that uh, there are some names that keep on coming up again and again. And uh, really, I would say, who cares? Who cares about what some her, uh, heretical group, um, with the names that they call some other people? Like, why would I care what a group of heretics have to say? Well, the answer is I don't. I don't. But it happens to be that in this particular case, it shines a light on us. It shines a light on us and our ancestors and our teachers and Chachamenu Zechreinu Lebracha. And as a result of that, um, it, is, uh, it, it, it can be quite enlightening. So, we're going to begin here on number one. And each one, I give you the number of which one. Four means the number of cave that it was from. And then Q stands for Qumran. And 169 is the number of scroll, the column, and the line. So, this comes from a, a, a commentary on the book of Nahum. The book of Nahum is one of the Treyasar. And in, this, uh, in, the, in the book of Nahum, they have the same concept I showed you last time, where they quote a Pasuk, and then they have a commentary. But their commentary is often not a commentary per se, but it's actually uh, talk, talking about current events. And they're very often talking about themselves and what's going on in their day uh, at this time. So there's a Pasuk of Nahum that reads, and hoy ir hadamim, woe to the city of blood. This is a nochum peleg gimel pasuk alif. Kula kachash. It's a complete kachash uh, means uh, perfidy. That's the way. It, yeah, it means a, a complete untru- uh, backstabbing and and, and uh, that type of thing. Yeah, it's related to that word. And then Perek Malaya. So the Radak tells us that's the Pasuk. The Pasuk tells us Perek is washing Prikas oil, so it means like throwing off. So Perek means that um, people are going over to other people and robbing them. So you're, you're tearing off the purse. So it's called Perek Malaya. It's full of Perek, it's full of Geneva. So, in other words, the Navi Nahum is lamenting that there's a city, uh, a Jewish city, that is, um, that is so corrupt and is so, uh, it's so negative in all this way. Okay, now, how, how is it typed by Chazal in terms of what Kufa is talking to, whatever? Obviously, Chazal gave an interpretation, and the Mepharshim explained exactly which Kufa he was talking about. But these guys do, over here, is they bring the words as Chazal. They say Psharoi, and they say the meaning of this Pasuk is, the implication is, He ir Ephraim. This goes on the city of Ephraim. And the city of Ephraim, they are the Dorshe Hachalokos. They are the Dorshe here we would translate it as the seekers of, the seekers of Chalokos. Chalokos, when we read Tilim, it's a word that comes up, right? what does he say over there? He says in Tilim, Bisfas um, Chalokos. A few times, Bisfas Chalokos. If you look in the context in Tilim, what does it mean when he says Chalokos? It talks about when there's dishonesty amongst people, it calls it Chalokos. It means lushness is like slippery. It's like smooth. It's like you're very smooth. It's like too smooth, like you're dishonest smooth. That's what Chalokos is. So Dorshe Chalakis is the people who are looking out for this immoral element of, of being dishonest in like that type of smooth and cunning way. is <coughs> Hayamim, so it's Irefrain, the Dorshe Chalakis, the end of days, Asher Bekach who are going to go with uh, disloyalty and with perfidy and with lies. 
Uh, so, in other words, they're attaching this Pasuk to going on a city of Ephraim, and they have these, uh, these names. Um, uh, obviously, we're curious to know what are the meaning of these names, particularly what's Ir Ephraim? What does Ir Ephraim mean? And what does Darshay HaChalokos mean? And this is something that will come to soon. If you go to the next one, number two, here you have another uh, uh, from the same, it's actually from the same uh, scroll, same column, just a few lines down. And here's another Pasuk in Nachum, and the Pasuk I took out. Uh, and the, the, the Pesher that they give, the interpretation that they give, is Amate Ephraim. It goes on the, the people who've gone astray in Ephraim. So again, they come back to Ephraim. Asher B'Talmud Shikram. Where in their learning, or in their Talmud, is their lies. The Lashen Kizveim, and their language of lies, Usfas Mirma, and their speech that's deceit. Yisu Rabbim, many people have gone off, have strayed as a result. These many people consist of Malachim and Sarnim and Koyanim, the Am and a lot of people in Gerenilva, including the Gerim that have joined the people. So there's these real bad strayers in Ephraim who have the lies of, 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 of their, the lies in Talmud and uh, they've caused all of the people to go off the deep end. Let's do another one. But before we do another one, so right away you see over here Ephraim. So what's happening over here? It's not too difficult to figure out what the Ephraim reference is. Why? Because how do they refer to themselves? How do they refer to themselves? So look at the next one. This comes from a different one. This comes from a Pesher on Chabakuk. Where they write, Pshoroi, the meaning of this Pasuk, and it says something nice in Chabakuk, and they say that it refers to Kol all the doers of Torah in the house of Yehuda, they don't have a hyphen there, I put it there, who their God saves them, uh, from judgment, for their good work, and their belief in the teacher of righteousness. So what's happening over here? There's the good guys, and there's the bad guys. The good guys are called Yehuda. The bad guys are called Ephraim. So right away it becomes immediately obvious what's happening over here. They're referring to two archetypes that you have in Tanakh of Yehuda is the legitimate king. And then there's the breakaway. The breakaway is Yeravan ben Nevat, who is from Sheva at Ephraim, who created a breakaway in the north. And as we know, the Avedah Zara, although you had a little in the south, a lot in the south as well, but the Iker Inyan of, of going away against the Rasan Hashem was in the north, Yeravan ben Nevat, and it kills an Achav and all those things that were happening over there. And so they're setting themselves up. They're saying, wherever these people are, they're saying, we're Yehuda, and these bad people are Ephraim, representing the, the, the wrong side, uh, being on the wrong side of history. Remember, at this time, the ten tribes have been taken away and haven't returned. The Yidin that are remaining are only Yehuda. But within Yehuda, there's the real Yehuda, and then there's the people who are Derech, Ephraim, are on the wrong side of history. Okay, fine, so that's that. But what I want to do is figure out if we can understand what's this term, Darshayach Halokes, which you had in the first one, and later, Asher B'Talmud Shikram in the second one. So we'll come back to that soon. Let's continue going. More name calling. And number four, this comes from a different one. Here, again, they're talking about real terrible people who've made real terrible decisions. And they say, all these teachings that we've said, Achayetz is a word in Yecheskel, and it means a wall. The builders of the wall don't understand this. The builders of the wall don't understand. It's a tachet tefel, and they, they plaster, they put plaster on the wall. They don't get it. Ki ruach, they go with emptiness. The shakel sufais, I'm not entirely sure what that means. Umetif adam, 
and they speak to people lachazev lying asher achara af keol b'chal and this caused God to be angry at all of his people. And then again, a few late lines later, they say, God hates God hates the builders of the wall. And he's upset at them, and all those who follow him. So basically, if, assuming that we could piece all these pieces together, put all these pieces together, you have people who are wrong, so we're going to call them Ephraim, and they are three terms that we want to focus on. And they're the Boine Chayits, they're the builders uh, of the wall. Okay, uh, so it shouldn't be too difficult to figure out what's going on over here, especially with the background that we did in the previous two classes. And when we saw all of the positions, the positions that uh, surface in these scrolls, how time and again, every single time, uh, if they have a chance, they're on the wrong side, in the sense that they're going against Chazal. And they're taking Suduki positions and Baitusi positions one after another after another. So it's not, and, and given that it's from the same scrolls, so it makes a lot of sense to say that uh, this is them, the Tzedukim, or whatever you want to call them. They have Tzeduki Halacha. I don't want to call them, I don't want to designate them by any, by any one label. But they have Tzeduki Halacha. And they are saying that the other people, and the other people by definition is Chazal, who are wrong, and so therefore they're Ephraim, and they're calling Chazal, they're calling Chazal, and they're calling Chazal the builders of the wall. What's happening over here? So let's go to Rambam, Hilchis Mamrim, Perak Aleph, Halacha Beis, and we'll see that when it comes to Torah, there's actually three important areas of Torah besides for Torah Shabbat. All of these are referenced in the Pasuk Loi Sosser, Zakhtar Rambam Azot. If you don't follow the teachings of Chazal, of the sages, the Pasuk says, Don't stray to the right or to the left from anything that they tell you. Okay, so what does it mean? What does it mean that they tell you? What is this referring to? So the Rambam says there are three categories for this. Category in one. These are the things that Chazal learned it in the sense that they heard it. That's the oral title. In other words, this is what's sometimes called Sometimes it's called Kabbalah. This is, uh, this is the area of Torah where the Abishar told Moshe Rabbeinu that, by the way, when I say I mean the following, the basics of what the mitzvah is. So that's, um, that was passed down orally from generation to generation. So you need to listen to Chazal about what that tradition is. That's one thing. But that's not the whole Torah There's another area. Here is not tradition. Here is using their mind. With one of the nidreshas I'll stress the word nidreshas right now. Uh, what is this word nidreshas? Vidarash. What does it mean to be darshan? A lot of times we think of the word adrasha and we think of in the context of a speech. But it's not what the what does the shoyrish in the word drasha mean? Vidarashta vichakarta heitev. Drasha means investigate. So what does investigating have to do with Torah? Yeah, because Ebesher gave a Torah with 13 principles and the way you figure out what Allah is by making an investigation. You have to see, is there a Kavah Chaymer, is there a good Kavah Chaymer, is there not a good Kavah Chaymer, does it make sense, can I slug it up? That's a Vidarashto, you have to make a, it's not obvious, it doesn't come automatic, you have to use your brain, you have to investigate, so we call it a Drasha. So that's the second uh, category. And the Chazal think that this is what the meaning of the Pasuk is, so this is what you need to do. Sometimes, when we think about Torah Shabbat we kind of forget to realize that there's actually different categories. These, so far, we mentioned two. 
One is, again, the oral things given to Moshe Rabbeinu, the basics of each Misa. I'll tell you, as the Rambam says, you can't imagine that Ibishar told Moshe Rabbeinu, what does that mean? I don't know. But to figure it out. <laughs> if he gave those words, he had to tell him what it means. So a basic definition he had to have given, and that's the first category over here, Mipi But then, you come up with a Gemara and wants to discuss of what's the din, if you're a Chati Shivcha and a Chati Ben Choyden, do you have the Chiv to put on fill or not put on fill? Okay, so Lav Dafke, that was given to Moshe, the Ebesher to Moshe, and passed down orally. That you relied on, the Yud Gemomitis, that the Ebesher says, I'll hide, I'm hiding the answers in the text, because Abishur is infinite, so you can put an infinite number of answers in the text, and you'll figure it out using the Yudgim Omidus, which is what the Gemara is doing. So that's the second category of Teresh Valpeh. Then there's a third category. What's the third category? Then there's the things that they made, Syog means a fence around the Torah. In accordance with the time, right? So these are many of the halachas where we know, Chazal say, Muksan Shabbos, we're saying no, or you can't carry in a chaser if you don't put an Eid of Chatzeris or Chadoim, and many of these dinim, an Eid of Tavshul, and many of these dinim, where the Chachamim are saying that they have a specific reason, a concern that they have chicken and milk, we don't want people to eat because we're afraid it's going to lead to eating Basar Bechala, Vechadoim. And these are called Gzeres, Takonis, and Minhagais. Um, all three of these there's a mitzvah to hear to listen to them and it's a laugh to not listen uh, to them okay so here we need to ask ourselves is it possible to say hold on a second so if we have these and I have to remember we believe we argue and we say that all of these things go all the way back all the way back to Moshe Rabbeinu so in other words the term that's not a new term. That's a term that goes all the way back. Okay, Rabbi, in number six, the Sifra says, Rabbi Shmuel, and before him, Hillel spoke about other Midas, also using the same word, Nidresha. Okay, now we know they, the ones who don't like us, use the words Dorshe Hachalokas. Dorshe Hachalokas. The word Dorshe. Dorshe. So Dorshe. Just can mean the seekers, right? They they seek lies, but it's sh- the question is: it's possible everyone can reach their own conclusions. But is it shaykh to say that dorsha achalokis is their word? They're making fun of our word. Why? Because they don't believe in our word. Why? Because they don't believe in that whole system. They don't believe in the system of drash. They don't believe in the three things that the Rambam tells you you need to believe. They don't believe in all three of them l'choyra, and definitely not the last two. They didn't believe that you could make Midrash Atar and Midrash Atar. They rejected this whole approach, which is why they have all the Tzaduki Allah, which is different. So they're against Drash. So if they're against Drash, then maybe when they say Dorshe Hachalokos, the, the word Dorshe is being used intentionally as in, yeah, lies, the Chalokos, the lies of Dorshe, of Inyanim, of Medrash, because they're against Medrash. If you want to go further, this is a little, that's one level. If you want to go a little further, you get a little more creative, you could say, and what does the word halakha sound like? Halakha sounds like the word halachis. It's a very similar word. So dorshe halachis, the investigators who use drash to derive new halachis, oh, but really it's not halachis, it's halachis, it's lies, so maybe the shayach. Could anyone know for sure? It's not shayach to know for sure. It's definitely an intriguing possibility. That's when they get that term of dorshe halakha. Now, when they get asher betalmud shikram, so we need to think, know the following. The word Talmud, sometimes we think, is a book. There's a book on the shelf that's called Talmud. The emphasis is Talmud's not also Mishnah. So you could buy a Mishnah. Mishnah is not only a book. Mishnah is a methodology in learning. 
And Talmud is a methodology in learning. Where do you see that? Because we use terms Mishnah before the Mishnah was written. And we use terms Talmud before the Talmud was written. Okay. So what, where do we see that? The Gemara in Sukkot Davchavches says as follows. Amru Oliver Rabbi Yechonah ben Zakkai, who lived and passed away before the Mishnah was written. What did he say about Rabbi Yechonah ben Zakkai? Shaloyniach Mikra. He didn't not learn any pasuk, Mishnah, Gemara, Halachis, and Agadis. So I want to focus on the term Mishnah. What does it mean, Mishnah? It's before Mishnayis. Yeah, but it's the methodology of Mishnah. What's the methodology of Mishnah? Mishnah, what does Mishnah mean? Vishinantam. What's Vishinantam? Shinantam means repeated learning. Why repeated learning? Because there's halachas you need to remember, because you're not allowed to write it down. So you need to learn in Mayapamim. So that whole methodology of learning, those dinim, Rabbi Yechonon was an expert in, in, that, in that school of learning, in the school of learning of Mishnah. What does it mean, Talmud? So Rashi recognizes, by the way, it doesn't say Gemara. Those who have taken the previous classes, you know that Gemara doesn't say, never says in Gemara, Gemara. Originally said Talmud, Talmud, and Gemara was, was, is put in by the censor later. Okay, you'll see what that's going to be important for what we're trying to do here. Rashi is what? What does it mean he, what does it mean he learned the whole Talmud? Rabbi Yechen, it sounds anachronistic. Rabbi Yechen, does that can learn the whole Talmud? So Rashi says, Talmud, Zui Svara. You want to know what Talmud is? Talmud is logic. Which is that? Mishnah is repeat memorization. That's what Mishnah is. Repeated memorization. Talmud is logic. Because the later Tanoim, and Rabbi Yechonah Mazaka was one of them, was They used to be analyzed the words of the Tanoim that were not so clear. Lefarshan to explain them, and to give them an explanation. This is what the Amaroim did later to the words of the Tanoim. Explaining the words of the Tanoim that came before them. And they made from this a Talmud. So This type of analysis, and where you took an earlier rabbi's words and said, what did he mean? Why? What is it similar to? Can I ask a question on it? Can I, can I slug it up? Can, can I justify it? How do I apply it to new cases? Any of that type of logic or reasoning that you did at any point in history, that is called Talmud, or as it says here, Nikra Hashas, but that too, the censorship used to say here, Nikra Talmud. Fine. So, now that we know that this is Talmud and this is the methodology of Talmud, so is it Ofkifrek to come back to them where they say, Asher Talmud Shikram. We know they don't like Talmud. They're against the whole process of Svara. The whole thing is off the table for them. Maybe they mean, not, when they say Talmud, they may not just mean Malushin Talmud as in learning. They may actually mean the methodology of Chazal, Benegea Talmud. It's definitely an intriguing possibility. And then when you come to the third one, the third name that we saw them using was the builders of the wall. This one is pretty easy to do. If you go to Yechesko, here you see first the Lashon HaPasuk. It's talking about false prophets here. And the Navi in Yechesko in text 9 says, I'm going to punish the Nevi'im. HaChoyzim Shav, who see falsehoods. VaKoysmen Kozov, and the magicians who make lies. Yanovayan, because he to us, Ami, these false prophets have tricked my people, the Jewish people, Lamar, to say, Shalom that things are going to be peaceful, everything is going to be good, you have no reason to worry about God's punishment, but the MS is the Ein Shalom, that there isn't going to be peace, there is going to be a punishment. And so these false, in other words, the false prophets, how do they get a following? How do they get a following? You make people feel good. By the way, it's just something to think about. How are they able to get a following? Because they told people it's going to be okay, calm, it's going to be fine. If you make people feel good, even if you have nothing to sell, but even if you're false, but if you make people feel good, you can make a lot of money. So something to think about. 
So, so, so this they're building a wall, being on but they're, it's being made with plaster. So the Mepharshim explain what's happening here is the Navim were building a wall. In other words, saying you're protected. You have a chayit, you, you. but really it's, uh, the plaster was a weak tafel. It's a bad type of plaster that you're putting up. So it looks like you're safe because you have a wall. The Emma says there's no wall over here. This is how the Mepharshim tell us that the, the, this is the meaning in Yechazkel. Okay, Eba we uh, have a right to have a look at the, the, uh, at the Michelin office where it says the Anshay Knesset had the Nevi'im told the Anshay Knesset Agdaila, and there's two ways of learning this. We're going to go with the way Abarbanel learns it for this purpose. He says that, the Nevi'im told Anshay Knesset Agdaila three things have a Mitsunim Badin, be patient in Din. They have a lot of students and make a fence around the Torah. No. So we think that Chazal, the Rebbe, spoke about this. Is during Bayesheni, most of the Fyogim are during Bayesheni, which is Mamish's period that we're talking about. Okay? So we don't think that the words Asu, and this is Asu Fyogla Torah, these are the words that were said in the beginning of Bayesheni. The Rebbe learns why here, because it was a Yerida, because Bayesheni and a Yerida. So when, when, you're, when it's dark, you need to put fences around manholes. When it's light, you don't need to. Everyone sees it, everyone says it. But if it's dark, if there's no Gilelikos, so you, could, you need to put up fences around them. This is why Ribu Dinim about Gzeres um, Rabbanan to protect, protect Yidin from violating Yisurim was made during this time. So, Ebazoi, is it crazy to suggest that when they call the people who we know are Chazal, and they're calling them builders of the wall, uh, maybe this is what they're referring to. So in other words, there are three areas of Tere Shabbatah. One, Mipiyah Shmua. The other one is Drasha. The other one is the builders of the wall. And we find, the other one is, is Siog. The Rambam said, and we find them using language that seems to indicate that the last two categories they didn't agree with at all. The last two, the first, they don't, we don't have anything. But in the last two categories, they're saying we don't agree with at all. So that's a very interesting thing, and it then gives us a, a, a deeper understanding what's happening over here. You have people who accept Talmud, who accept Drash, and this is um, part of their Yiddishkeit. You have people who are rejecting that. You have people who are accepting Dasus Yog, and you have the people who are who are rejecting that entire, uh, that entire process. So sometimes it's interesting to hear about yourself from the other side, and I think that's what's happening over here. I think we're learning about ourselves and our ancestors and what we believe in from the people who lost the war. They lost the war because they were wrong, um, and ultimately truth prevailed. Now the MS is that uh, Abarbanel gives us a reading of this mission and others that would make all three of the teachings relevant to what we're talking about. The Pashtas, when we learn, have a what do we learn it? We learn it when Reuben comes to you and he says, Hashim and Pancham in the face, so you're adjudicating the case. Don't rush, go slow, right? And then what? Yeah, you're going to be a teacher, have a lot of students. And then, is, right? So the question is, what's the connection between these three? It's like, don't rush the judgment. Have a lot of students and make a fence around there. What, what, it sounds so random. So many Mepharshim explain what the Kesher is between these. Abarbanel is a very interesting chat. He says that all three of these are related. What happened is, he, expl- he explains as follows. The Nevi'im are the ones who said this. The Nevi'im were very holy, special people. Now they didn't paskin, and they were not allowed to paskin a din based on a vua. We'll see soon more about that. No, Psaq could never be done based on a vua. That's not how we paskin. Moshe Rabbeinu could paskin based on a vua, and after that, over. You can't paskin based on a vua. So how do you paskin? Paskin based on the things we were talking about. Logic, seichol, the yud gimel and things like that. Alpha became the Nevi'im were better 
then the Chachamim, the, 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 that word come later. Why? Because at the end of the day, as the Rambam says, to be a Navi, you need to be a very, very special person. So if, you, if you're on a Madrega, then you're able to be a Navi, it stands to reason that you're going to have very good Midrashatar and Drashatar, you're going to be very, very good at, at arriving at a, at a Psakdin, and it's gonna, you're going to be able to do it rather quickly, you'll be able to do it rather quickly. The Navian saw that they're the last generation of Navuah, and they saw that Navuah is going away, so they tell the next generation, listen, don't copy us in the way we did it. Why? Because we were on a higher Madrega. So when a new Shaila came before us, within 10 minutes we sat down and we figured it out. Did we use Navua? No, we didn't use Navua because you're not allowed to use Navua. We used our Seichel. But at the end of the day, because we had Navua, so it powered our Seichel, and we're able to come to quick conclusions. But now that the Navua is going away, now there's going to be a hell of a external cause, you're not going to have that power. So therefore, you're going to be relying on your Seichel, and it's going to take a longer time. Don't worry, have him as soon in Badin. And he learns that Din is not talking about a young guy came to another guy in front of you and he sued him. So that's not what we're talking. Not talking about a Din Torah. Have him as soon in Badin is Bechlal. The whole process had to run a Sanhedrin. Even by deriving a new law. Have him as soon in Badin. In fact, we learn Gemara, we see, he uses all the time. He uses the term Din when you're deriving something. Din doesn't only mean a Din Torah. Din could mean a God. Valoi Dinhu. Right? The Gemara says, what's that? What's Valoi Dinhu? Valoi Dinhu is the Gemara is employing Kawachimer. So have him as soon in Go slow in your Din because it took us two hours. It's going to take you guys ten hours. Then they said, Hamidu Tamidam Harbe. You need to have a lot of students. Why? For the same reason. Because now you're a lower Madrega. You're using a Seicho. If you have two guys in the room trying to figure it out, you'll do a much better job if you have ten. And a much better job if you have 20, and a much better job if you have 40. The more brains in the room, the better halachic conclusion you'll reach. And, asus and again, b- make yourself very careful, extra layers, and there's different ways of understanding why we want the extra layers from Chazal, but one of them is that if you create the extra layer, then even if you make a, sta- a mistake in Din, but you didn't touch the core of what the Torah was. So this is how Barbanel explains it. So, Ibazoi, you could say that really the whole process that the whole Torah Shabbat is really, both parts is, 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 in this, uh, is in this first mission in Ovis. Both the, the Dorim and the Siagim, which is there clearly, but also the Indian of Drasha is also there. The way Chazal derived New Dinim is also over there in the beginning of, of, of Ovis. And this was the motto for the Anshei Knesset Agdoyla, and this is the thing, the thing that made the other guys mad. It's the type of thing that they didn't like. Okay. Now the question becomes, Eva Zoe, you have to ask yourself a, sh- a question like this. It's very, it's impossible to look, to lit, to apply Torah without Torah Shabbat. Sanchez, You can't run a society of Torah without having uh, the. Uh, firstly, even Din and Darabonan. How could you? How could you not? You need to have a, a Rav looks and he says, by the way, there's a, I, I, I think that now we need to make a Din because of a certain circumstance. How could you have Yiddishkeit without that? And definitely, how can I have Yiddish guy without looking at the Torah and deriving new dinim? How, do you, how is it a living and breathing thing? How is it Shaykh? In other words, how is it Shaykh to have, if, this was a, if there were people who actually lived and believed by this, what was their operating system? Was it just a joke? But how, how do they actually go about and, and learn and touch the Torah and apply the Torah and new questions came up? How were they able to do this? So we don't know the answer. We don't know the answer. And even if we come up with an answer, we shouldn't chasashon, but we shouldn't suggest that this is the answer for all of the tzedukim. But I do think we have an, uh, at least one answer for how it works for this particular group of people. Why? Early on the first page, I showed you, it's, it spoke about that the good people have a munah b'moida ha The good people have belief 
in the Moira HaTzedek, in the teacher of justice, the teacher of righteousness. And then it says, last week I showed you, remember the Yom Kippur thing? Remember the Yom Kippur showdown? What happened there? The bad guy, the bad Koyan, came to the place to fight with the Moira HaTzedek. That same language, a different scroll, using the same term of the Moira HaTzedek. Okay, it could be that this is going to play a role in what was going on over there. Look at number 12, and you'll see something very interesting in number 12. Here it talks again, they're talking about the good people, the, the people who are on the right side uh, of history. They write, We hold on to the mitzvahs of Hashem. Uh, the people who have remained, who have holding on to the mitzvahs of God. So God made his bris, forever. To reveal to them secrets. Asher tov on kol Yisrael that all Jews have made mistakes in Shabbos es kachay b'negeah Shabbos u'mayad ekvaydem b'negeah yamtis edus tzitkoi his the edus the mitzvahs v'darchei amitoi v'chefsei ritzayin. So in other words, Hashem, they're writing over here that God is making a covenant with them to reveal to them secrets about the matters that all the Jews are making mistakes in b'negeah Shabbos and yamtis. Put Shabbos aside. We know yamtis. They definitely believe that we were making a big mistake when it came to Yom Tov, as we saw. And they're saying that God revealed to them secrets. Well, what does that, begin st- what does that start uh, to sound like? What does it start to sound like when you hear Legalis and Nistaris? That's actually a different way of, of, of paskening, it sounds like, which is, which is, uh, or something uh, like that. It definitely sounds from this particular uh, passage, that, that way. Go further, turn to the next page, on page 4. This is from another uh, one of these uh, commentaries, where they take a Pasuk, and they write, and this one, you have to, it's, uh, they write, Sharai, Hadavar, the meaning of this Pasuk is, Al Haboigdim, it's on the rebels, in Isha Kazav, with the person of lies, Kiloya Aminu Bedivrei Moiret Tzedaka, they did not believe in the words of the teacher of righteousness, Mipikel, from the mouth of God. So here again, you're seeing, it sounds like this one is putting the two together. We had, there's a Moira Tzedek, and we had that there is a, revealing the secrets, and here we have God revealing the secrets to the Moira Tzedek, and the bad guys aren't following that. And you have this again in 1QH, in number 14. This one says, the Hema Kazov, you see that the... the Again and again, they use the word lies and lying and lying. It's, you know, it's just it's so often they use uh, those words. So, Melite Kazav, they seers of falsehood. Zamala Alai Blial, they planned on me Blial. This whole thing is written in the tone, in the language that the Marit Sadek is speaking. Lahamir to change your Torah. Asha Shanansa Belibi, that you, Bilevavi, that you taught to my heart. And they changed it for Chalakos. We know what Chalakos is. La'amcha to your people. So here again you see God is communicating to the Moira Tzedek in his heart. In his heart. So you put this together. Nothing again, nothing is for sure. But a reasonable theory can be created that they had a different system. They had a different system. And the system was, the system was, yeah, yeah, we have a way of you want. You have a shaila, a new shaila. You have a chetzi Abed and a chetzi ben choyr. And what's going to be the din? No problem. You go to the moedet tzedek, whoever this guy was, and he's going to have a ruach hakodesh moment and whatever it is, and he's going to tell you it's ruach hakodesh. Don't kavu choyr me, don't zayda shava me, and whatever, and don't and don't make me uh, walls, don't make me building. He he talks everything straight from God. Asus yaglatayr is it's your own idea. Asus yaglatayr is your own idea. No, no, no. From him, everything's straight from the source. He's coming straight. Uh, from the source. And indeed we know that Chazal battled 
against the validity of this idea. In other words, we know there's so many passages in Chazal that are like, no, 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 you're not allowed to do that, you're not allowed to do that, we don't believe in that. Let's see some examples. The Gemara in Tzmura has a price that says as follows. Thirty-three thousand halachas were forgotten in the days of Moshe Rabbeinu. It would be very interesting to know what these halachas were. The Yidden were mourning so much and so deeply that uh, these halachas were forgotten. Okay, they recovered after Shiva. They told Yeshua, Shaal! What they meant by that is, ask God. They were used to going to Moshe Rabbeinu. And maybe Moshe Rabbeinu would turn and ask God. So Yeshua Shaal, Amr Lahem, he said, Lay Bashamaimi. The Pasuk says that Taita is Lay Bashamaim. What is it normal with the Pshat in Parshat Nitzav and when it says as well? What it means in Pshutai is that Taita is doable. It's reachable. You could do it. It's in, don't say it's too far. Don't say it's too difficult. The Chayach is a Yitz could do Taita. Lay Bashamaimi. But he darsh in the Pasuk. He darsh on Lay Bashamaimi is that you're not allowed to get a Alachic answer from Rucha Taita. You're not allowed to get a Alachic answer from the Vua. Okay, so they didn't have the answer. So then there's a new, a few generations later, you have Shmuel Hanavi, they're like, okay, we'll try with him. Amru Leilu Shmuel, they came to Shmuel and they said, Sha'al, ask! Amalehem, so he said, Eila HaMitzvah. It says toward the end, the Sefer Devarim, these, Moshe finishes a long speech giving a lot of mitzvahs to the Yidden, and then the Pasuk ends off, the Perak ends off saying, these are the mitzvahs that God gives. So we darshan, Eila HaMitzvah, these are the mitzvahs, and nothing more. What does it mean, nothing more? Why not? Nothing more. So Moshe gave Taryag, and then Yeshua is going to give Taryag. The next one. No, no, no. Ela mitzvahs. These are the mitzvahs. She'en anovi rashai l'chadish dovra me'atakos. From now on, the book is closed. There is no more adding additional mitzvahs. So you want me to come and turn to the Abishter and ask? No, no, no. Ela mitzvahs. I can't, I can't go back. I can't, uh, I can't come and find these halachas. They, 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 they don't exist. And we can't add these dinim uh, uh, now. Now the Marsha has an interesting explanation. He wants to know, how come Yeshua said, Loi Bashamaimi, and uh, Shmuel said a different word? It's the same question. It was the same question. Shmuel said, Loi Bashamaimi, and uh, Yeshua said, Loi Bashamaimi, and Shmuel said, Eilamitzis. He explains like this. Yeshua, it wasn't something new. Yeshua learned the 3,000 Allahs. He heard it from Moshe. Like all other Yidden. So he couldn't come and say, oh, no, but Elah mitzvahs, and not new ones, really not new ones. These 3,000 were part of the Elah that he had heard. And Alpha became, he was saying, even though it's part of the Elah mitzvahs, but you're, you're not allowed to access that information that we once knew. You can't turn to the heavens. For Shmuel, Shmuel never heard it. Shmuel never heard those halachas. He never heard those halachas, so for him it's not part of the Elam. It's just, so then he brought another pasuk. He brought the pasuk in that you're not allowed to do it because there's a number of mitzvahs and you can't add. Al-Kabbalim, what do you see in this teaching? Why do you have this teaching? What is the message of this teaching? And why was this teaching passed down and taught? Like, why isn't Negea? Okay, so it happened. Why was it Negea that it was passed down through all the generations and they wrote this down into the chat? Because it was an important thing to keep on, to hold on to. It was an important teaching. Why? Lahaisi from people who didn't believe this way. Okay, now the Marsha ends, ends off by saying, on my high time, if you look at 16 at the end, he says, on my high time, I'm ba'alma, this is why we say, chacham adish menavi, this is a moedah dekalayin. The Gemara says, a chacham is better than a navi. What, how can you say that? Navi is dachtehechta madrege. So Marsha says, no, chacham adish menavi, a chacham, if you're wise, you could do a kalvachoyim, you could pass in a din. 
A Navi can't pass in a din. So a Chacham Adif min Navi. So Chazal is saying, a Chacham is better than a Navi. Okay, so in other words, you had people running around saying, by the way, we're in a VM. Chazal said, yeah, Yoshakayach, a Chacham Adif min Navi, because a Navi, you can't pass in dinim, and a Chacham can pass in dinim. Here's the Gemara in Baba Basra. It's an interesting Gemara. The Chacham Adif min Navi. How do I know, Zakti Gemara? Shenemar. This is a very interesting drasha. Why? Because the Pasuk, what it's saying is, the Navi Levav Chachman Pshat means, bring us a, heart, a wise heart. Bring, bring me wisdom. In other words, you're asking God for wisdom. That's what the Navi Levav Chachman is. Okay, but Chazal Taichit, the Navi, the Navi Levav Chachman has a heart, has a brain, Chazal uses it interchangeably, Chachman like a Chacham. So in other words, the Chacham is the paradigm. And we're saying, a Navi is like a Chacham. So, who are you comparing to whom? So you compare the little guy to the big guy. So we're comparing the Navi. So the Chacham is alive that the Chacham is better uh, than the Navi. Isn't this like, uh, to a certain extent, invalidating the concept of the Navi at a time of Yudin, where constantly having real Yeah, but the Navi weren't allowed to teach Dinim from their Navi. Kind of like, uh, like taking away the authority that. No? Yeah, I mean, some of the Nevi'im wore both hats. Some of the Nevi'im, you came to them three o'clock, as we learned earlier from the Barbanel, they could be doing Kavachem Exeter Shava for you. You came back four o'clock, and they're telling you they're doing different Nevi'is, like, that if you don't do Shava right now, you're going to get. Right? So some did both. Some did both. Some clearly didn't do both. And some did one or the other. These are two. There's different, uh, you know, we, in Judaism, we have separation of power. There's Kesser. Uh, Malchus, what is it? We say the Shleshik Sarm, but Nevu is not one of them, right? It says Keser Toira, Keser Melucha, and Keser Kahuna. Three. There is a fourth crown. These are separate crowns. There's some people, not, not everyone has everything. Okay. Now the Gemara in Baba Basra says another interesting teacher teaching that's putting down Nevius. Look what the Gemara says. Tanya Namiyachi, there's a Braisa. However, the Chaveiroi, if someone tells his Chaver, Minas a portion bekerem of a vineyard ani moicherlach, and they made up a price. What? What are they selling? A portion. So how much do I need to give you? How much is part of the sale? Sumchas oimer. So the Tana Sumchas says aliyuchas megimer kavim. Very minimum. You're talking about three kavim. Okay. Rabbi Yosi doesn't like that. So Amar Rabbi Yosi ein elu ella divrei nevius. That's only nevius. Zavtoisus loy l'shavach kamer. That's not a praise. Ella kaloimer kaloimer. What he's doing is shomer bloy time. You're saying nadeshkait. In other words, Nevi, what does it mean? Why is Nevi is Narishkai? Nevi is Chashashon, it's not Narishkai. It's one of you, Yisoy Dei Adas. Yeah, Yisoy Dei Adas, if you're using it in the right way. But when it comes to Halacha, he's giving me Nevi. So then you're using the wrong methodology. The methodology of Tam, Drasha, that's what we believe in. The methodology of the Kumps and the Zoks, Gimel Kavan. Yashakayach, it doesn't make any sense. That's a Nevuah. And so Chazal used that word. Nevi is like... You know, we, we don't like that. We don't do that. It's the wrong type of thing for be doing in the having in the halachic conversation. It's you a similar can, thing with the Rabbi Lazar Yeah, yeah, yeah. The famous Gemara in Bab Metzia that you can invoke here that um, where Rabbi Lazar tried to paskin a din and show that he's right based on doing miracles. And, he, and then on a baska. And there, there's a baska. A baska kind of said that this guy's always Rabbi Lazar's always right. Rabbi Yeshua invoked this Pasuk and said, Loi that's another very famous uh, teaching that underscores this idea that that's not how we Paskin. I think uh, an argument can even be made that the famous Yagaiti is also related to this. The Gemara Megillah says, Im adam, If a person tells you, Yagaiti, but I didn't find, Al-Tamin. 
I didn't hold of it, but I found also al tamin. Your gaiti umatsasi tamin. Then the Gemara adds, Hani mili, what are we talking about? Bidivre Torah, not in other inyon. Okay, it's interesting because the Rebbe uses this pasik as a model for life, but it's not our subject right now. The Gemara says, Hani mili bidivre Torah, we're talking about when it comes to inyonim of Torah. So listen to the following interesting thought. You, if you're Chazal and you're saying you can get all the answers through Yudgim Omidusha Torah and Drashas Pan, so you have to say, Yagaiti Veloy Matsasi Al Tamin. Don't put, right? They would say, What do you mean? You're going to harave, you're going to cut, you know, you're not going to be able to find all the answers. You're going to harave, but you're not going to get all the answers. We, with our Nevias, are going to. No, 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 no. We say, Yagaiti. If you harave, if you put in the work using Kavachoy Mechzeh Shava Bin Yav, you're going to find it. And if you say you didn't find that, I don't believe you. In other words, we believe you could always talk and come to the answer. Take On the other hand, we say, Lo If I didn't have but it's been Amoyed said that, Umasasi, and God revealed himself to me, I didn't have but he revealed himself, I know the answer, Al Tamin, don't believe it. And, what, and the Gemara says, talking about Divrei Torah, it could even be this teachings related to this uh, larger sugi. Now, why? Why? What's wrong with their system? What's wrong with their system? Maybe it makes sense. Continue. Moshe Rabbeinu will work that way, so it should continue. Why is it that the first generation you had the Indian of Gilim Omaila, and then after that we said, we're, we're cutting it off. So there's two classic explanations, and then you have from the Rebbe. So the classic explanations go like this. Abarbanel says a very interesting thought. Let's read together number 21. Shetetazo. Im mevarim if the Nevi'im would give us an explanation of when we're not sure how to interpret the Torah, so then the Chachamim would weaken their investigation of Torah, and they would weaken their learning of Torah and their understanding of it. And they wouldn't show up in the base Medrash every day. And they wouldn't it on their own. To understand its secrets, but some because they're relying, I'll be on Nevi'im relying on the explanations of the Nevi'im and on their psak. Even if they do understand something, even when they do understand, if they do investigate, they're going to have a suffix. They're going to like, I don't know, I don't know if this is right. It's like, you know, uh, when the doctor's like, you know, I looked, but, you know, I'd rather do an x-ray also. It's like, yeah, if you have, you have the Navi option, so why should I look so hard? And they're not going to rely on themselves. So in other words, Abba Benel is saying an amazing thing here. What do we want? We want the answer, or we want the process? People say, it's not, it's not about the answer, it's about the process. Abba Benel doesn't want the answer. We don't learn Torah for the answer. Also, we need to know, we need to know that. But that's not really what Torah is all about, right? What is Alter Rebbe saying, Pedeke and Tanya? That even if Loi Hoyo, Loi Nivra, the case is never going to come up, we still learn it, we still discuss it. Why? Because Torah is about connecting with God. Now, how do you connect with God? Using your Chachmeh. But if you, all the answers, at the end of the day, we all know. When you need a Paskin, you Yuharave, you Yuharave. You okay, but the argument can be made. That's just... Two things happen. You're helping a, a Jewish person who needs a psaq. But really what's also happening is that now you're pushing harvin. And now you have a yichol nifla with the abishir that's much deeper than anything else. Okay, if you had a navi to call up, so that whole harvin, it would have never happened. So again, if you're interested in a bottom line answer, you talk that there's nothing wrong with the navi. 
But if you're interested in the relationship of Torah and Haravanya and Torah is an end in itself, so then we don't want the Navi, the Navi are right. I love that line. When they don't even have a mother, they say, in explaining Torah and Mitzvah. They're going to gather the courage and the strength. And they're going to do more and more and more. And then they'll rely on their conclusions. Because they won't have anything to rely on. Other than their good say So that's how Barbanel's explanation. Soifer has a beer that's more about uh, protecting the faith, protecting Judaism from going off the rails. Uh, Soifer writes that if you don't have this rule, then Judaism would have been completely lost. What does he say? Had the leiba shamayni, the nekud of leiba These two dinim, and the novi cannot teach new dinim. This is yisoid v'shoidish kol atoyrakula. This is the foundation of everything. If you didn't have this rule, you have no Torah. I don't know why we adopted the custom of doing um, Tezayin instead of uh, Yudvav. I like this better. Um, Tezvav, I understand. We don't want to have Yud and Hey, so we do Tezvav instead. But I, I never understood why we continued with that. So this is, uh, I like the Samsayfer. Kufi Yudvav Amidbeis. Tamar, Hahumina, the Gemara has in Shabbos like this. Hamin, a sectarian, said as follows: Miyoyma de Galisu and Me'arachon. From the day that Galus happened, it's not Luoyraisa the Moshe. The Torah of Moshe was taken away. God forbid. And a second Torah was given. Ayn Shamsi there. It's clear from the Gemara. The Gemara there is talking about an early Christian who. This is one of their big talking points. That yes, the Torah was true, but Hashem has an end date, and now there's a new Torah. You know, and what, what's the backing for that? Guy had a vision. He had a vision. He had a prophecy. No. So if prophecy is a valid way in how to live your life, go argue with him. Now what are you going to tell him? You say, well, now that prophecy, I'm not listening. It's like, no, we don't do prophecy. It's like, it's not even part of the... So if you're a yid who every day you call up the prophet to know what you should do, so then when the prophet comes and says, by the way, throw the whole thing out, yeah, it's at least a conversation. Maybe the answer will be no, but it's at least a conversation. But if prophecy doesn't go into the whole conversation on how we do it, so he tells you to throw out Torah. I never We don't live our lives based on Anavi. All he could do is be us and tell us a punishment is coming or those types of things. But not in Sak, not how to live. This exception, last week's Haftorah, uh, the Rambam is my defendant. If they tell you that for a few minutes or whatever, that, okay, that's an exception. Other than that, uh, and maybe he'll even prove his Nevi'is by making miracles, whether he does it by tricks or by Kishif. Uh, this is what the prophet of the, of the, of the, of the Muslims uh, did. He, he didn't want to write open against Christianity there. So he's Maram, the Gavon and Shab is clearly a Christian, but some server didn't want to speak about that living in that country. Okay. What did he say? So here is talking about the famous, the famous um, uh, person who claimed that he's Moshiach sometime in the 17th century. Uh, but, but in addition to doing that, he also says, He said, Every Asay is a Lav, and Malav is And every Lav is an Asay. Right? They, made, they went around saying the different whatever. Making different Asurim. And he said, but even God told him. So now go argue with him. God told him. 
Even if we don't throw out the entire Torah, every mitzvah is going to get harmed. Everyone's going to say, I think he means Chelev. And he's going to say like this, would be weakened. And so therefore, uh, this is his explanation. So very different. Sam Seifer is really more Balabatish. Abarbanel is a little more like Chassidus almost. Eh, protect, you want to protect Judaism? Get rid of the prophets. In terms of sex. If you want to have a get rid of it. But then Abarbanel says, we don't, we don't just want the final answer. We want, to, we want to have the process. We want to have the process as well. So that would explain why Chazal were so adamant about this. And this is why the Ibishir set up the system to be this way. And here you have the people who didn't like it. You can understand why they didn't like it. It definitely feels less holy. Definitely feels less holy. Uh, you, you're using your seichel and your harami and gemara, and it doesn't feel holy. It doesn't. You have that. You come to the mystic who told you what God wants. It feels a lot holier. And so this may be one of the reasons that one of the, where they end up having this uh, this type of thing, which is why what bothers them. Now, could you imagine Talmud? You crazy? Talmud Shikram. Uh, drash uh, these things, these terms probably made them nauseous they probably hated these terms, the building of the wall these things they probably hated because it didn't go through their process and how they wanted things to work okay, happens to be that if, this, if we are right now let's look back at the father, first what do we know about Sadduk Baitzuzim? we know they don't accept we knew that before we walked into the room uh, before learning these things so in other words they, uh, they only accept Teirish Fine. But now let's dig a little deeper. If we're right over here, at least this group of people, it's, they so believe, they, so, they were so enamored, they go a little d- deeper. Teirish Abiksav was Alsmomaila, right? So they wanted that the Hemshuk should also be Alsmomaila. Number one. Number two, we spoke about the calendar last week. What happened with the calendar last week? There's no Momata Lamaila. There's no Momata Lamaila. It's all set. There's no Kfiyas Hachoydash. It's all set from the beginning of time and how it's going to be. So in other words, what's the common between what we're learning now and what we learned last time is that they, the idea that human beings play a significant role in how things work, uh-uh. they don't like that. They don't like that idea that human beings play a significant way, uh, role in how. So therefore, no, you're not Kaviyah the Chaydash, you're not Kaviyah the Shana, you're not Kaviyah these types of things. And... No, no drushes, and no, it's all coming top down. So it's very interesting. The Rebbe explains a sicha, but the Rebbe actually gives a little more of a oimek into this area of their shita about being top down versus our shita about being momata lamaila. So let's have a look. This is a very, very geshmak sicha. If you have the ability to learn the whole thing, I highly recommend it. It's the first sicha in Chilak Yutas. The Rebbe says as follows. The chilek tzvishin teresh b'chav and teresh b'alpeh is what's the difference? Teresh b'chav is Hakadosh Baruch Hu Oimer Moshe Koisev. God writes, excuse me. God says that Moshe wrote. He's giving a warning. Gan tamol mail. Teresh b'alpeh is in Yana. V'teres harapkekum ba'avana va'atzaga. These are written as galah and ibri giben dork the chachmei sosha b'chol der v'dor. Where how it's revealed and passed down by the chachamim. Un in ir darzayin la'afashal. You need to add the loymid, the learner. That part of him is zayseicho. You have to heart of it with your seicho. So oifzan mechadzan in Torah. To make a chiddush. In other words, a halton as Torah is nor dos as kum begalim amayla. Torah could only be what's begalim amayla. This is what the Rebbe says. So now we can add 
Not that I'm anti-Semitic, but you can add, yeah, and here you have this group that says, and the continuation of how to live as a Jew also all comes, Momaila. Then the Rebbe says the following. The Rebbe says, you can connect this to why they insist, they insist that Atzeres must always be a Sunday, which we also saw last time. What, Shavu, right? If the Hanafa Salimer is always a Sunday, Shavu is always, Atzeres is always a Sunday. Why? Because it has to be nachatog, is on nor The Rebbe is explaining here is because you may have a proper achana. So what, what's the proper achana for atzeres? Proper achana for atzeres the day before should be in line with the theme. In line with the theme. Now what's the problem? The problem is that you're counting down. Counting down is what you're doing, and they agree that you're counting down. Okay, so at least the day before, give me a Shabbos. Why? Because Shabbos is a day where you don't work. There's no Ummo. It's a Tainog. And you don't schedule it. You don't schedule. God schedules it. So give me a day that God schedules. Give me a day on which you don't work. That's an appropriate day where you can go into Torah. Because the next day you can have Man Torah. What's the whole in Torah? Momayla Lamata. The day before, so it's bad enough that we're counting down for it, and we don't know exactly how, how they reconcile that. It's bad enough that you're counting down, which is your avoida, but let at least the day before Matan Torah be a day that's all about not my work, because Torah is not your work. Torah, you don't do any work. You don't do any work in Torah. It's Asma Ma'ila. So the Rebbe is connecting their shita that Matan Torah is Dafka Sunday, that Atzeret is Dafka Sunday within the Ma'ila. So let's go a little further and say, and if you have a calendar that doesn't even have a, a notion of being a Kaddish that underscores the point even more, even more. Then the Rebbe does an amazing thing. The Rebbe quotes the Ovis the Rebbe Nassim. The Ovis the Rebbe Nassim says the story of how the Tzedekin and Baitusin came about. And the Rebbe then infuses this teaching with deeper meaning. So Ovis the Rebbe Nassim says like this, Antignish Tisaychai, Kibbel Mishim and we have this in Pekiyavis. Who Hoyoimer? Antignus used to say, Don't serve God to receive a reward. You should serve God with the condition of not receiving a reward. Okay. So we always say it's not such a difficult mission to understand. Serve God, not because you wanted to give you a reward. Serve God because you're doing because of the right thing. That's not, I don't want your reward. I want you. Okay, then obviously Rav Nassim is a bright. So basically you have the mission and Ovis, and then you have other teachings from the Tanoim that revolve around it, so it's called Ovis Rav Nassim. And Tignish Yisoychoi, in this, the first part you had in Ovis, this you don't. And Tignish Yisoychoi, Hoyle Shnei Talmidim. And Tignish had two students. So Yishonim Adharav used to learn his words. Vo Yishonim Le Talmidim, and they learned to their students. The Talmidim Le Talmidim, and their students taught to their students. In other words, you have three generations after Antignos. So the students, it's not entirely clear which generation of students, and the Mepharshim go different directions. The students, one of these, the last generation of students got up, in other words, they started investigating the teachings of Antignois. The Amru, and they said, What are they saying about working without having intention for a reward? That makes no sense. You work all day, and you're not going to take wages in the evening? Can't be. Something's going on here. Oh, they come up with a theory. If the rabbis believed that there was a second world, 
And if they believe that there was Chiyas HaMesim, they wouldn't have said it. Then what's wrong? Serve God to get Gan Eden. Serve God to get Chiyas HaMesim. They said, serve God, that you serve God without thinking about reward, because there is no reward. That's what they said. They said, oh, if there is no reward, there is no reward. So I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. So Amdu, Upirishum, and Atayra, they separated from Atayra, Venifritum, and Shnei Pratzas, then they broke into two separate groups. Sadukim, U Baitsusin, Sadukim, Ashum Tzadok. It's also interesting, what does it mean? Their, their group leader, Batash, just means their group leader was Tzadok, and Baitsusim, Ashum Baitois, which was another name, their group leader was Baitois. Which makes it sound like they became hedonists. Eaten uh, today. There's no reward, there's no afterlife, there's no Tchiesim, there's no Ghanaian, it's all here. So bring the gold, bring the silver, bring that, and this is, uh, this is that. Okay, it's hard to reconcile this with their from, extreme from positions that we saw two weeks ago. Okay, I have some thoughts on it, but uh, I'm, I'm not going to have time to get to get. The simplest thing to say is that there were multiple groups. There were multiple groups. I, I, and there's evidence for this from other places as well. There are multiple groups, and so therefore, Lav Dafke in each way, they all uh, align themselves. Okay, now what does the Rebbe do? The Rebbe says, let's do the following. The inside of the Sikh, the Prim of the Sikh, what's the Rebbe saying? Their whole shit is, out Momaila, out Momaila, out Momaila. Oh, Ibazoi. We can connect that with what it says in Officer of Nassim, that they said the teaching we just learned. So, in other words, what bothered them over here? What do. No schar? There has to be schar. They're like, they, the whole thing didn't make any sense to them. Serve not for schar? Can't be. Why? Because what's schar? You could touch it up because I want to have uh, hot dogs and hamburgers. Yeah, but you could touch it on a more ruchnistic way. What's schar? Ich will in Yonam Omaila. Altaf kumam Omaila. So schar is hashpaz Omaila. It's all about Omaila. It's not about what I'm doing. It's all about Omaila. So because these people are such more Milo oriented people, so for them, in a spiritual way, the Rebbe says, I'm touching the Primius in Yonim. It's not here in the course. But I'm explaining it in a Primiusic way, which maybe you could say, even if they weren't conscious about it, but maybe on a soul level, this is what's happening. It's like, it's all about what comes from above. All of Torah comes from above. Calendar is coming from above. Pesach, uh, everything we're doing has to indicate above. No schar comes from Omaila. So don't tell me there's no schar. Or don't tell me that I shouldn't be doing it for schar. And that's why they got stuck on this particular teaching. It's a very original and interesting interpretation of this. Okay, but they're wrong. They're wrong. That MS Aber is number 26. Teresh Valpeh came from God. When we understand the Indian and Torah, it's God's Torah. It's very important. This, uh, this is not really applied for the Dinim the Rabbanon like a Zera, but for the Drashis. It's not our answer. Akavah Chaymer doesn't give us a human answer. It gives us God's answer. He hid it in the Torah. It's his Chachma. We figured out his answer. And in them, here the Rebbe says, I'm waiting to give us. Fir Tzichoyz dem Chuvin Fumatan Torah. As Alzheim de Chibber Elia in Betachtan. The Rebbe says over here, this is where the goal, the Chibber Elia in Betachtan. Very often, when we talk about Chibber Elia in Betachtan, we do it in the following way. Before the Tzvillin couldn't become holy. And now, after my Torah became holy. Good. But it's missing in a Kudah. Here the Rebbe says, a whole other level. What's If a human being thinks and comes up with his own theory, that's 100% Tachtan. What's God? God gave you the power. But it's your idea, so it's 100% Tachtan. On the other hand, 
we know only of Tadish Abhsav, if we learn Tadish Abhsav, I know it's happening in your brain, but at the end of the day, your creativity is not here. Your personality is not here. Your Haravanya is not here. What's here? God's Taira. And over then you're memorizing it. So you have an Elyon here, but the Shrach, the Tachtan here is Shrach. What's the gold standard? The gold standard here is that you're going to Harava. You're going to use your mind. You're going to go and spend time. To what? To investigate the code that God put here to find what answer? To find His answer. What the Abishur says should be in this case. And then you come and say, Chayus. That moment, when you got that, that's a Chibur Ayin and Tachten in the most beautiful way. The Tachten is here, you're here, your creativity is here, your mind is here, but it's a divine idea. That's a marriage of, your, of the divine and the human in the most perfect way. That's the Chibur Ayin and Tachten. That's what modern Torah is all about. It's not going to be as much as if it came from above. The Farober is as Kav Shaloi, but it's yours. And because we have you here, it's a much deeper thing. So we come back and we say, no, we're happy to have Shua's on Tuesday. Tuesday. Don't give me a Shabbos before. I don't need a Shabbos before. You want to know what the Achana for Manteir is? Human effort. Because that's what it's all about. It's about the human effort, which is, is what is the proper hachana for Manteira. It's because the human effort, when it's being done the right way, is, is able to discover what the Ebishter is saying. That's the Emes Echibar Elion and Tachtin that, that we want. And so therefore, go back to they came, they told you an explanation, an interesting explanation of why it's not Momaila. We're seeing that Rebbe is offering a deeper explanation of why we don't want it to be Momaila. We don't want it to be all Momaila, not only because we want a Horev and Torah, and not only because we want to save Judaism, but it's because we want to did a We want to have a Chibur Yichadal and Tachten. And the only way to have a Chibur Yichadal and Tachten is, the Ebesha said, part of Torah is going to be Momaila. But guess what? All of that other percent is not. It's going to come about through human Oravanya, and that's what enables the Chibur so, this is uh, just a very, uh, for me uh, personally, uh, interesting way of coming to these very important ideas that are, we all understand are very important to learn and understand about what we believe and why we believe it and seeing how there were those who, uh, to have, uh, who seem to have had uh, taken a different view. And uh, as, is often, uh, as is always the case, as the Rebbe writes in many letters, that the, the people who, who made those types of choices essentially were making a choice of self-destruction because Torah is the elixir of Jewish um, existence and so therefore if you stick to Torah you have it and if not, not the, the last two things will leave out it takes it to the next level Shalom HaYisrael